Is James Gunn's Superman Legacy secretly a Super Friends movie? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. And welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, strikes, uh, and various other things. So we had previously recorded this episode prior to the strike. Um, and then the strike happened and uh, every, the uh, weekend passed. A lot of things have gone down. So the the stuff we're going to be talking about the superman legacy casting uh, we're going to be talking about uh the emmys all that stuff was recorded pre-strike um but of course we wanted to include we wanted to update our thoughts on the strike uh saying all that before i say my name my name is dj wooldridge with me as always <laughs> is roxy stryer hi roxy fresh off of the picket line dj woo, woo. oh I'm my here goodness to represent that oh boy um you want to hear something funny? Yeah, I would love to hear something <laughs> funny, Roxy. Light, lighten my mood, Roxy. <laughs> so I'm in like the the like tightest, girliest white. Like my pants are the same as my top. Yeah. Got neon on them. Like yeah. It's like get up, and I had my hair in in this high ponytail. Like whatever it was, my earrings on, my nails are done, mm-hmm. and I walk up to the strike today. And the the tent that was on one side of the road, the first tent is the WGA one. And they see me from a mile away and they were like, yours is over there. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they, at this point, they're like, we know our SAG girlies and we know our WGA girlies. Yes. And you yep. clearly are belong elsewhere. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like dying laughing because it's when you're walking with everybody, you it's it's unbelievable how clear it is without looking at people's sign. That's a writer. That's yeah. an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a person who's uh, paid to be in front of the camera, and this is a person that's not that. That's not. That's not. It was amazing. Okay, another fun anecdote from the the strike today, and I Please can tell share. you all about it. Uh, so I'm walking with a girlfriend of mine, and there's one part. This is for the Fox lot. So. On Pico, the entrance to the Fox lot is right there. So you have to keep walking back and forth where all the cars are driving through. Yeah. Um, And so at one point, she crossed the street and I didn't have time to cross the street. And the guy next to me, clearly a writer, said, would have been funnier if she got hit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like... All right, paint the paint the whole story for me. He's like, okay, the yeah. year is yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. All this stuff, like the writers are. I mean, they've been doing this for so much longer than the actors. The writers are like telling stories on the walk. They're all just like, please. Yeah. All we dream of is telling stories. They're just making things up. It was like, oh man, you guys have been out here for too long. Please get a good deal. And I hope. Everybody out there is uh, staying hydrated. Put on that sunscreen. Try and stay in the shade because I had to. I, I had to help my uh, mother-in-law move some stuff, and I ended up being in the sun uh, significantly longer than I anticipated. No, and it was not pleasant. So for everybody striking out there, just stay hydrated. Put on that sunscreen, baby, because it is not uh, cool outside. It is very hot. Yeah, they actually, cool. the strike was supposed to go longer today, but the the places in the Valley, Disney mm-hmm. lot, um, they were like, it, you're at, it, we have to, you can't strike for that long because people are going to get sick. 
it's yeah. so, it's so hot in the valley. Yeah, don't we don't want people dying. That would not be great. <laughs> that would defeat the purpose. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit about that more. But listen. Time to redo the business up top because we're redoing this intro. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. If you're listening to Spotify, we ask a cre- uh, question every week. Last uh, week's, this might have been two weeks ago's question. What crazy <laughs> stunt would you like to see Tom Cruise try next? Yeshua Wazalewski said, I'd be excited slash nervous to see Tom Cruise do an out- outer space related stunt. I think it'd have a different level of gravity, pardon the pun, uh, than a lot of his stunts. Just wait, him and Doug Lyman, they're working on it. Um, so listen, we already talked about it a little bit, but let's just dive right in to news. We're talking about, um, uh, the sack strike. So for people that are, are as immersed in this as we are, there is a writer strike that's been going on since May, I believe. Um, and now the, um, SAG has also been in negotiation. Basically the writer's guild was in in negotiations with AMTPPPTPP. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and uh they were like it, it uh, obviously i'm not a part of them i'm not a part of any, any guild not a part of any negotiations but it seems like the sticking points are uh the the studios have a real hard on for ai <laughs> i'm going to assume because they've never actually seen anything made with ai and uh and they they are really uh dragging their heels on revealing their viewership numbers which if i were uh 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 one of their um, what's the word I'm looking for? Why did I just blank? Uh, one of the Writing. um, no, Stafford? not one of the writers, not the, one of the um, uh, the oh board. shareholders. If I, if I was a shareholder and I saw how hard the producers were like, no, we can't show our numbers, I'd be like, wait, time out. What aren't you telling me? <laughs> um, but so that those were the second points with writers. Uh, no deal was made. Writers went on strike. Uh, directors just rolled right over and they got they they made a deal with the with the producers uh i'm gonna assume because there's a lot of overlap there um and uh that i don't know for sure i'm talking out of my ass and now the the actors uh similarly to the writers could not uh create a, a deal with the producers are now they are on strike as of this recording there's still a little bit of confusion as to who can do what where when um because uh lines are are Blurry, blurry be- between um, content creators and influencers and and actors and stuff like that. Um, uh, so we're still uh, figuring all that out. But what, here's what we do know: nearly 160,000 SAG members are on strike. Um, so there's no filming or no promotion for big uh, studio projects, including Comic Con. Uh, uh, Comic Con's really going to be a Comic Con uh, this year. Um, and, uh, Fran Drescher, who is the, yes, the nanny is the president of SAG-AFTRA. And she said, we are being victimized by a very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way the people, uh, that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are, are on so many things, um, how they plead poverty, uh, that they're losing money left and right while giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It's disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history every moment and to that point uh bob Iger, president of disney uh went out and was like i find they're being actors and writers are being unrealistic and i think um i find it disturbing uh meanwhile uh, our buddy bob over there is making 25 million a year yeah a year yeah. <laughs> yeah and and i think it was like 400 million in the last five years or something i mean it, it's 
the when he used the word disturbing, I legitimately chuckled because it's an interview and you can watch it. And yeah. the, oh, composure, really? Yeah, his this is his composure. He's like, I mean, they're unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. The interviewer is like, what's unrealistic? And he's like, I couldn't tell you. It's disturbing. Cool. And it's like, what? Like he just genuinely hears. And I saw a bunch of gifs and memes and stuff saying like the subtext of it, which is, um, I don't want to sell my fifth yacht and it's Mm -hmm. disturbing that they would want me to, I love my life. Why are you guys trying to make me, uh, have millions less than the millions I have. And it's like, I genuinely think that he's too far gone. I think think that they're all too far gone. They don't know what it's like to like uh, as you are dj as i am to genuinely struggle to not know how i'm going to pay rent to not know if i'm going to be able to have children to not know that i can stay living in this city because i have a dream and a dream in which i still work 90 hours towards like i i don't know if you've seen all of these like orange is the new black and um different cast members from different shows coming out being like when all things were said and done i made less than minimum wage per hour like i'm in all of the i saw somebody i think it was from insecure say that he just received 50 residual checks. That's a real number, 50. And that they totaled to $86 total for the 50 residual checks. Like this isn't a conversation about how do millionaires make a couple million less. This is a conversation about how can you survive as an actor in a, as, as your career, same with the writer, like, uh, everybody's seen the stats going around about the fact that 87% of SAG members don't qualify for health insurance. And in order to qualify for health insurance, you need to make $26,000 a year. And no. 87% of their union of SAG, 87% doesn't qualify because that's how little like they're making. Health insurance shouldn't be tied to our jobs, but that's a different conversation for a different like day. That. <laughs> that's a different when I think I think you make a good point that is kind of um, part of the challenge here is Bob Iger making less than twenty five million a year isn't on the table. You know what I mean? when when they're if they're having if they're having the, I can almost guarantee when they're having the discussion of like, how do we how how would we if they have to if they have to comp like meet the writers and the actors where they're at the conversation isn't going to be well maybe bob can make less money that's not happening that's not that what's going to happen is less people will be hired less content right. will be made let you know what i mean um and right and so that's um and that sounds more nihilistic than i want to be but it, i do think it, it points to a larger issue that we have like these people are the problem like they're and and we need to find a way to like fit, resolve that problem <laughs> yeah it like what if the first thing he said when he came to the table was i will cut my paycheck in half yeah and he'd still be and make, fucking richer than i could imagine and make <laughs> 12 million dollars a year yeah you know like think about how far that extra 12 million dollars would go a year yeah Yeah. but it's it's like it's just asinine and 
I, I'm bummed because what the studios are doing a really good job of is getting people to believe that this is about rich actors wanting more money. Yeah. And that's so not what's happening. Like, um, you know, I hope people are doing the research and seeing that one of the main sticking points for SAG is that legitimately this is what is on the table. This is what the the contract offer was from the AMPT, like the um, AMPTP. Yeah. Or as you said, AMPTPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPPP
<laughs> talking like I fucking know. Based on my my uh, knowledge of history, the other times that we've we've gotten forced things into good places like wars and depressions and shit, which I personally don't want to have to live through. I don't. I, it, it's not on my to do list. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I would much rather these strikes yield good deals than things break down to the point where things evolve, devolve into violence personally. Completely. So with you, you know, I was, I was talking to my therapist yesterday <laughs> to get super deep. Yeah. But, um, I was feeling incredibly stressed out about this strike as everybody in the industry is, yeah. whether you're in the union or not in the union, this is affecting every Buddy who is in in entertainment and everybody who loves entertainment it's yeah. affecting the entire economy it's affecting everybody i know um myself included so i don't say this like woe is me yeah but i said to my therapist like you know i haven't had to work um behind a bar in a decade yeah. and i i genuinely don't know how I'm going to survive this time. Um, and this, this undetermined amount of time, yes. like which a lot of people like Brian Cox just put out that article about how he thinks that this is going to go through to December. A lot of people are saying that, that they feel like the earliest September, but could go end of the year, if not longer. Um, and I am just me. You think about all the people out there, you know, as today I saw people are with their babies yeah. They're with their children. They have to pay for diapers and food, like and and have dependents. Um, and it it feels inhumane that you could see all of this and still like. And I, even though I feel fucking scared as hell, there was no other option. Mm -hmm. Like I. Which And what my therapist said to me, which is accurate, was just like, if this didn't happen because of the strike, though, it would have happened eventually anyway that, like, I think it's what payments are down this year by for writers by 13%. Mm -hmm. And same from the year prior. Like, it's already dirt. I already am working 90 hours. I'm already not making minimum wage. Like, yeah. It, it's making zero dollars is worse, but it's not forever. And it, something has to give like, it's not, there was no fucking choice. What are the unions supposed to do? What are, what are actors and writers supposed to do? It, it's a career. So you have to be able to survive off of it. So it's like, as, as scary as this time is, I think we all stand by the fact that it's necessary and to not believe that is disgusting it, to use Bob Iger's word against him. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting that you are seeing these people who cannot, that you want to bleed them dry. They cannot afford a roof over their head and they're working full time for you. Yeah. It, it, well, and it I, should be illegal. I'm bummed that I don't have the uh, quote in front of me, but um, there, I, one of these deadline, whatever, uh, there was, there was um, unnamed members of the AMTP, PPP, whatever, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, we're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a necessary evil, but we're going to have to, uh, Wait, I, I tweeted about it. Maybe I can. People find are gonna have to lose their houses. Yeah, one. we're just gonna have to wait them out to lose their houses. And it was one of those. Did you like, see what Ron Perlman said? I, I saw people talking about what Ron Perlman said. Amazing. 
I'll find you this quote. Find the, find me that. But I, it was one of those moments where it was like, oh man, yeah, necessary. The I, the concept of necessary evil is bullshit. Like there is no necessary. It's like I just don't wanna. It's I have options that aren't evil, but I'm just gonna do the evil thing and tell myself it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, because so we were hearing that they were saying like we're gonna people are gonna have to lose their houses yeah. and we're gonna wait until they lose their homes. Here's the quote. Here's and, the quote from, from okay. deadline to tee up your Ron Perlman. Uh, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. A studio executive told deadline, acknowledging the cold as ice approach. Several other sources reiterated the statement. One insider called it a cruel, but necessary evil. This is what Ron Perlman has to say back to this. Yeah. Who, by the way, was one of the fa- my favorite people I ever interviewed. Yeah. He was so real. And just this is why. Goddamn legend. One thing before I get off this. The motherfucker who said we're going to keep thing this thing going into, until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some <laughs> of it is financial. Some of it is karma. And some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that and where he fucking lives. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that family starve while you're making 27 fucking million dollars a year for creating nothing. Be careful, motherfucker. Be really careful because that's the kind of shit that stirs shit up. Peace out. Love it. Love un- it. Un- unbelievable quote. Well, because like, Ron, Ron Perlman has no fucks left to give. Like he's what? He's what? <laughs> seven, late 70s or eight, like 80s. He's, he's up there. He's had a storied career. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I've never heard a celebrity say, like really say, I'm going to come to your house. Yes. And I'm going to burn it down the way yeah. he just. Like, yes. 100 um, percent. And but, oh, before great. before we leave this topic, I will say, I you know, I think like people, this is scary. I think like a lot of people um, like you, Roxy, feel the pre- like feel the pressure of not being able to work. And I think people react in a lot of different ways. And I do think there's an element of solidarity that is also remember to be kind with people. I think we know who's on one side and who's on the other. And, um, and so there's a lot of like, it it could be easy in fear and uncertainty to start attacking the people around you or accusing the people around you or whatever. And I think by and large, I mean, I don't know anybody that's going to lunch with Bob Iger. So I think by and large, we're on the same side and being patient and understanding with people and showing, um, showing up and standing up for people, but also um, understanding where people are at and being compassionate as everybody kind of works through this trying time and works to the same goal together is important. I think that's important. Um, so uh, we're over here. We're going to be updating y'all. We're going to be trying to figure it out on our end. Um, but I think it's safe to say that the OSA is uh, pro-union, pro-strike. Uh, stick it to the studios, man. Fucking there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm super duper with you, DJ, on all of that. And I do think it's important to keep in mind there's like 10 enemies here. And that's the extent of it and not <laughs> like and i don't think roxy's saying like 10 group like literally 10 people 
Yeah. And like everybody else is going to do the absolute best they can to navigate this time. And like, obviously there are certain very clear things you shouldn't do. If you are non-union, you should not go out there and accept the role of a lifetime that's union. It, you'll really screw yourself. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I do like, I have friends who I have a friend who has three kids under four years old and is like, I don't know what to do. I can't go strike every day. And it's like, and that's okay. Yeah, 100%. And that is okay. Like, yeah. no, anybody who's judging that person for not being on the picket line, everybody's going to do the best that they can during this time to support the union. It's going to look different on different people. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Also, right now, the union is not – none of the unions are calling for us to cancel our um, streaming services yeah. or stop going to movie theaters. Now, things are always subject to change, but as consumers, they're not asking anybody to do anything except for help support by social media messaging out and um, financially supporting to uh, people who are on strike right now. And yeah. I think that that's a an interesting thing as well. You know, we're still allowed to watch all the content and – yeah. Um, and hopefully to support the individual people like the gaffers and the yeah. actors and all yeah, those people it's not, who you know, hard. Yeah. Cause it's not just because, because the actors and writers are on strike, essentially everything, you know, so below the line workers like, like, um, um, gaffers and stuff like that are also, uh, uh, also, uh, yeah, exactly. They're not able to come into work because there's nobody, there's nobody to put the light on. Um, so, uh, stay tuned everybody. Uh, stay cool and uh, be kind except to the studios fuck those guys <laughs> <laughs> with Kizik Hands Free Shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, uh, we are back. And uh, before we get to our um main topic for the day we got some well, two big things happened today uh we got some uh more uh, superman legacy casting trying to trying to sneak that in there right before uh the uh negotiation deadline <laughs> which is i think midnight tonight um and then um emmy nominations before we get into the emmy nominations roxy um what are we what are we doing what are we what are, what are, what are, what are, doing what are we how do we, how is the when are the emmys supposed to happen hold on i probably have this in front of me <laughs> september right monday september 18th Oof. so <laughs> god willing um, am i right god willing <laughs> yeah it's very clear that sag's gonna go on strike as they had to pull in the um negotiation teams late whatever that yeah. is that they did and seems like um after the statements of the house that or that they people are going to lose their houses or whatever it seems yeah. like there's just not going to be any kind of agreement which means that um are the emmys going to take place cuz i don't think that the actors will be allowed to attend i don't think the writers will be allowed to attend can i tell you what i hope for yeah what do you hope for what i think would be fucking hilarious i hope 
part of me hopes, part of me hopes that the hubris, the massive hubris of these studio heads are like, we'll do it. We'll do it or we'll have AI do it. And it's a disaster. Like, imagine like Zaslav getting up and accepting the. No, it'd be like, let's. Uh, Bob Iger getting up there and accepting award for Abbott Elementary and like faking everybody and just having it tank and having these people. Like, like, because that's. Didn't something like that happen at the Emmy? Who accepted something? And it was so uncomfortable. I don't know, but it is, it is this weird Cash 22 because I feel like the closest example I have is Twitter, right? Because on the one hand, Twitter was useful. useful. For, for your and my career, right? On the other hand, Elon Musk has done so a much better job than anybody else just putting on full display the egomania and the dipshittery that are the core of his being. And part of me wants the studio heads to get that same opportunity. Just really show everybody how completely out of touch with reality you are. Like, really get up there on the world stage and just fumble the ball. Like That would be unbelievable, DJ unbelievable or like, uh, <laughs> like like i want them i do want them to be like the most watched broadcast ever yeah maybe i also i also want because then that defeats the purpose then they'll think because they can't deter they they're not able to discern uh good attention from bad attention um the other thing is i do i think I'm, I, the bummer is it would take too long but i do want them to genuinely try and put out an ai show and like realize like oh no this isn't what we were told it was <laughs> Yeah, that's true too. That would be crazy. I think instead we're just gonna see a lot of reality TV. Um, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I. What's a bummer is that like I know that it shouldn't matter, but DJ, the day that I'm nominated for an Emmy will be one of the happiest days of my entire life. Yes. And again, I know it shouldn't matter. I know that award you don't do it for the awards, but. Imagine waiting your whole life for this moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you can't even enjoy it at all. If the Emmys even happen, which, you know, say that we say that uh, SAG goes on strike and say they strike for months. Yeah. What are they going to do then to have the Emmys be next year? Or will they just cancel them? Or will they just do like a digital announcement of the nominations? I mean, genuinely. I feel like the only real, excuse me, the only real genuine option I feel like is to punt, right? Punt it till the strike's over. That's another, and this is too early. It's not even happened yet. But what do you think the breaking point is? Like, what is, like, what is the, what is the breaking point for the studios? Cause, cause that's the thing. Like, like I know the studios are counting on, you know, the, the, you know, the writers and the actors feeling the hurt, but here's the, here's the problem. They've already been feeling the hurt, man. <laughs> Most of us are already broke. My dude, this isn't any different than our day to day. What are you talking about? Um, so like, I wonder, like, could it be something like the Emmys? Like we just, we don't even have an Emmys to put up. Is it like a combination of those things? Like what is, is it, I mean, box office has already been tanking this year, um, and that's a whole other thing we could unpack. Uh, but we already saw, like, not that this was the only thing, but like, the Flash didn't have its star to, out to promote it, and it didn't do so hot. I don't know that that was the reason, but I can't imagine that it helped. Uh, I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think that's a good point. 
I mean, after Barbie and Oppenheimer kind of got, I know this is Emmy related, it's yeah. movie related, but Barbie and Oppenheimer got a lot of their like last press in, mm-hmm. um, unless they're unless somehow whatever happens and they're able to continue to do press. Yeah, but. But you could definitely feel it. Like we need to get this in under the wire. <laughs> we need yeah, to have things that we can keep posting for the next month. <laughs> especially with Barbie, I've just been seeing like thing after thing. But yeah, um, what are t- shows and movies even going to be allowed to do, or for your consideration? Yeah, like billboards and all of that, and how well, any of it work? Yeah, well, for the moment, while we can. Let's give people their their flowers, all right? Let's go through right. some of these because um, we support the actors in this house. Uh, we got Best Drama Series and or Love It. Better Call Saul, Love It. The Crown, haven't seen it. House of the Dragon, I buy that. Last of Us, obviously. Succession. Wait, is this for this season of The Succession, the last season? Yeah. Succession's going to clean up, right? It's its last season. Yeah, that's why all three of the main guys are nominated for best lead actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though Brian Cox was only in half the episodes. Uh, White Lotus and Yellow Jackets love both shows. Don't I, I if I were to choose the uh, best drama, it wouldn't be them this year. But I all good. Um, best actor in a drama, Jeff Bridges and Old Man. I love that show and I love Jeff Bridges. That makes me happy. Uh, and here's what you're talking about, Roxy. Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong, although also in there with Bob Odenkirk and Pedro Pascal. Do you think this is one of those situations where like the succession people cannibalize each other? I kind of do, which is a bummer because they all deserve it. But Bob Odenkirk might sneak away with this. I was surprised that we didn't get a Diego Luna. Um, Andor, yeah. Yeah, Oof. it makes me so happy. Bob Odenkirk got it. Better Call Saul, so good. Uh, best actress, um, less succession ladies to put in this category. <laughs> um, uh, Sharon Horgan from Bad Sisters, Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale, Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us, uh, Carrie Russell from The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook from Succession. Does the fact that she's the only succession in this category uh, benefit her chances? I don't know, but how Kelly Riley is not nominated from Yellowstone yet again when I continue to tell you every year that she yeah. is the best performer on television. Not only is she not nominated, nothing from Yellowstone yet again, nothing from 1923, no Costner, no Yellowstone, no Harrison Ford, no Kelly, no right. nothing. What What's happening? Why? Yeah. Why does she keep getting snubbed? There's something... This is like how Jake Gyllenhaal is with the Oscars to continue not being nominated mm-hmm. when like he does things like Nightcrawler and it's like, are you guys just not watching it? Like what is happening that I don't know. Um, do I think Sarah Snook's going to win this category? Maybe. Yeah. She was really good Maybe. in this last season. She's real good. Yeah. Um, best supporting actor. Speaking of more succession cannibalization and White Lotus, this is basically, oh my God, wait, is it all? Best Supporting Actor is all White Lotus in Succession. We got F. Murray Abraham from uh, White Lotus, Nicholas Braun from Succession. God, he's so fucking funny. Michael Imperioli from White Lotus, Theo James from White Lotus, Matthew McFadden from Succession, Alan Ruck from Succession, Will Sharp from The White Lotus, and Alexander Skarsgård from Succession. God damn. Yeah, um, I like White Lotus a lot, but it got more love than I would have given it. 
I yeah, I like I liked the first season a lot and I enjoyed the second season. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like my top it's good. I liked it. It just, you know, wasn't as good as the first season in my opinion. But you're right, but the Emmys had different feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I think Succession deserves every bit of love that is in every nomination. And yeah. honestly, if you didn't get nominated for Succession, you should feel bad. <laughs> you should feel guilty because what are you even doing? Uh, best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. That's the one. Yeah, man. That, yep, that's the one. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki from The Crown. Uh, Megan Fahey from White Lotus. She was real good. She was real good. Um, Sabrina Impacatori from The White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza from The White Lotus. God, the, the Emmys really like The White Lotus. Uh, no. Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul. God damn it, she deserves it. Um, Everybody says she should win. So. Why is she supporting? She's like the co-lead. Mm, is, if it gets her award, I support it. Jay Smith. I don't Cameron. know. Why is Brian Cox lead and not supporting? I don't really get how some of these work. Why is the bear a comedy and not a drama? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simona Tabasco from The White Lotus. Um, very attractive um and uh best comedy series abbott elementary barry you know lighthearted comedy barry uh the bear jury duty we're going to talk about that and what we're into uh marvelous miss mazel only murders in the building ted lasso wednesday roxy who's your choice for best comedy um i it's if it was just best show then maybe the bear, but it's not the best comedy. Mm-hmm, 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 like, mm-hmm. and the best finale was Maisel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but I believe you. It's the best finale. Well, um, if I were to choose the comedies for the comedy from this list of comedies, it'd have to be Abbott Elementary. Yeah, it is. The, it's the one that makes me laugh the most. Mm-hmm. And I love that show. So it's hard to say, like, how are we putting, how are we comparing Abbott Elementary to Barry? Yeah, because it was, if it's, I'm choosing my favorite show on this list of shows, it'd be Barry. <laughs> and I think Dave should be nominated in this category. Easily, because it is a comedy. It is still, it, it, that is a comedy that is still a comedy. Yeah. Wednesday's For a comedy, sure. whatever. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got the usual suspects here for all the comedy actors. We got uh, Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnan, Quinta Brunson, um, Natasha Leone from Poker Face, great choice. Jenna Ortega, because I guess that's a comedy. Actors, we got Bill Hader, Martin Short, Jason that's- Siegel. Is Shrinking supposed to be a comedy? I guess. Uh, Jerry Shout Allen. out to Jenna Ortega for being the first Latina actress to be nominated for lead actress in 10 years. Okay, it's not an ever. I thought it was one of those like, this is the first Asian actress to be nominated. For, oh no, it was SNL. Like this is the first uh, Asian performer in SNL. Like, f- excuse me? What? Who was Bowen Yang? <laughs> yeah. Like how long? How long have we been doing this? And this is the first. Yeah, but it's been ten years, DJ. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, she's great. Uh, it's just we we need to do better. Um, best supporting actor: Anthony Kerrigan, um, uh, Phil Dunster, Brett Goldstein. Uh, James Marsden. Didn't James Marsden get nominated twice? For jury like, duty and what? Uh, it was jury. Oh, I think maybe I saw somebody posting it. Oh. It was like a, it was uh, like their wish thing that he would get. He would no, get but twice. Melanie Linsky did get nominated twice for The Last of Us and for Yellow Jackets. Uh, she's really great in both of those. I support it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Both performances very good. Yeah, but I do feel like more Yellow Jackets performances should have been nominated because while I do think Melanie Linsky is great to be nominated for lead actress in that show this season, I don't feel like she really was the lead. And also I don't feel like then I feel like Juliette Lewis should have been probably nominated. Christina Ricci should probably be nominated. Like yeah. it's a very good, solid cast. Uh, yeah. The cast, the cast on that show is really like really excels. Um, Oh yeah. Wait, nope. Sorry. Uh, the young Melanie Linsky too. Roxy, the young you- Shauna. Do you watch Righteous Gemstones? No, I hear it's amazing. It was amazing this season. Yeah, it's it's watch. pretty good. But the, I, it made me think of Yellow, uh, Yellow Jackets because they have a young... Um, uh, 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 pff, man, my brain just shat out the side of my head. Uh, Danny McBride. There's a, you know, they, every season they do a flashback episode. And the kid that plays young Danny McBride, like the cadence and the delivery is like spot to the point where I was like, did Danny... Did Danny McBride dub these? Did they like it's just it's just one of those like wow this kid actor is fucking nailing it like I buy it as young uh, this character um, best supporting actress in comedy Alex Borstein from Mar- Marvelous uh, Miss Maisel Ao Edebiri uh, Janelle James uh, Shirley Ralph a lot of Abbott Elementary love Juno Temple Hannah Waddingham wow you know what all these people deserve awards I think they all should get uh, awards. Give it to all of them. Maybe that's the point of the Emmys this year. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say, we didn't throw the Emmys, so instead everyone gets one because you've been going through hell. Yeah, because you good job. Because <laughs> we want to say good job. Um, I, overall, Roxy, what were your what are your vibes on this on this Emmy nominations this year? I think that they did a decent job. It's so interesting because my friends who don't watch that much television were all like, these Emmy nominations suck, and I watch a ton of television. And I was like, I think they did a pretty decent job while missing some stuff, the Yellowstone stuff, I can't lie. It's egregious. Dave probably to me was the funniest show of the year. Yeah. Um, especially with those, that final episode, which I just thought was like perfection. Um, you know, there's the same thing with the yellow jocks, yellow jackets, noms being a little confused on why white Lotus gets like as many noms as succession. Um, what qualifies for a mini series versus what qualifies for drama or comedy is confusing as hell to me too um something like obi-wan being nominated being like huh really you know there's like what was obi-wan nominated for miniseries there's (laughs) always going to be little things that i'm like i don't know about that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but in general i think they did a decent job how about you um sure i'm not much of an awards person but just going through that list it's like yes all of these are good shows with good actors in them again i think maybe i would have uh i would have maybe toned down the white lotus love um not all the actors in it are good um but like you said like there maybe there's some some room for um other performers uh, maybe as we we talked about the general ticket thing, maybe maybe an actor of color did something impressive this year. Who knows? <laughs> who's, who knows? Who's to say? Um, Couldn't possibly say. No room with all these honkies on this list. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, looking at the list, I was like, yeah, all all solid shows, all shows that I enjoyed. Good for them. Anyone else is good for you at home? Ads. Here's some ads. Alrighty, we're back, and here's our. We're here for our the main 
topic today, which is also kind of news, because listen, uh, Roxy, I'm sure you felt it. I'm feeling it too. A lot of a lot of people trying to sneak shit in under the wire uh, in case uh, the strike happens. And specifically, what I'm referring to is you can feel James Gunn going, "All right, we're not going to be at Comic Con this year, so here's the things I would announce." Um, yeah. And I have a feeling this is going to be one of those times where you and I have different feelings about this. And I can be honest with the fans at home. I've had a lot on my plate, so maybe I'm just generally salty this week. Um, but I I have nothing against any of this casting we're going to talk about other than it makes me worried about the movie a little bit and what the movies, what the Superman movie is going to be. Another thing I can admit is I think I've realized that uh, obviously I'm, 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 you know, I'm particular. I think we can all acknowledge that. I can be uh, pretty particular, but I think I'm especially DJ like talks trash. I know. Uh, I think what I'm also realizing is based on my reaction compared to other people's reactions. I'm also kind of protective of specifically Superman and Spider-Man. Like, you know, do, do it right. You know what I mean? Um, And I don't know. Okay. Let's just get it. Batman. You're more protective of Spider-Man than Batman. I mean, of, of Superman than Batman. Okay, I'm uh, I'm not I'm a much more of a Superman guy. Not much of a not much of a of Batman guy as a character. Although I think I can acknowledge that he's had the best move. Batman is inherently I think Batman does so well because he's inherently cinematic. You know what I mean? His costume mm-hmm. is he was very influenced. Like him and his rogues were very influenced by early um, early cinema. His costume looks cool on camera. His rogues, you know, there's elements of the misunderstood monster from like uh, going back to the days of like Universal Studios. There's just Batman is inherently cinematic. It's hard to make a bad Batman movie. Superman's my boy, though. I uh, less- I don't know that it's hard to make a bad Batman movie, but I hear you. Yeah, I just it, the track record. There, I feel safe in saying there's more good Batman movies than bad ones by a by a uh, country. You feel model. about Batman how I feel about Spider Man? Yeah, well, I don't even know because I what are bad Batman movies? Batman and Robin, uh, and I would argue the Zack Snyder ones. Um, but like the Tim Burton Batman's were good. All the Nolan trilogy is good. But the Batman is good. Do you like BBS? I I like it better than Man of Steel, but again, I am protective of Superman. <laughs> I am. I feel. I feel like I like BBS better than I like Man of Steel too. Yeah, I think it's because why is that? I think it's well. I think one because it kind of tried to acknowledge the some of the stuff from uh, whatever. I don't. We don't get this Snyder debate, but yes, I also like I like BBS better than Man of Steel. I also like the director's cut of BBS better than theatrical BBS. Um, but let's get in. Let's get into this. I'm interested because we haven't really talked about this. I'm interested to know your thoughts on this casting. Let's start with the one that, like, I had to stop and I had to be like, "Is this a, is this I real know. or is this a, is this fake?" Um, Nathan Fillion has been cast as guy as guy as Guy Gardner, not as Hal Jordan, but as Guy Gardner. Yeah. Um... I was su- really surprised by this. Mm-hmm. I thought I, it was one of those like, wait, is this because, you know, it's like discussing news or discussing movies. Is it discussing movies or disbussing movies? I've fallen for this trap before. <laughs> I just I actually really fucking like Nathan Fillion. He's great. He's really good. Yeah. And I think he elevates most things he's a part of. And I think he's funny and charismatic. Fantastic. And Guardians really 3. Long time. Like he's 
I really like him. Um, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I the gap between us isn't that big. Maybe we're kind of on the same page here. <laughs> I wonder what happened here. It, and when other other than I can give you a piece of the puzzle, Nathan Fillion and James Gunn are good friends. Beyond like, that, no, no, which, I mean, like, I, I, I literally wonder, like, was this a straight offer? Was there a chemistry read? Was there an audition? Like, how? I wonder what happened here. Yeah. Um, how did we decide? Did we decide Nathan Fillion, and then we decided Guy? Oh, did, did we? we de- yeah. Did we decide Guy just, like, and then say Nathan Fillion? Yeah, I kind of just want to know what happened here because this was so surprising to me. For people that, again, Roxy's been hosting a DC show for like a decade now or something. And uh, obviously, like I've been talking about it for a while as well. Uh, Nathan Fillion, people have been fan casting Nathan Fillion for decades longer than that was viable uh, right. for, how, for, for Hal Jordan. And, he, for and Hal Jordan. I will say, he'd be a great Hal Jordan. Like, no doubt. He'd be an amazing Hal Jordan. I think my issues with him being Guy are manifold. One, I don't think he is as good a pick for Guy as he is for Hal. Uh, somebody somebody responded to a tweet I did and like, I always thought Alan Richardson would be a good guy. And I'm like, yeah, yes, cor- that is correct. Alan Richardson totally. would be a great guy. Good call. Um, I and also- was a great Hawk uh Great oh, Hawk. Man. He was great in Fast yeah. X. He could he could do that role in his sleep. Um, also, people got big mad that I uh, pointed out how old Nathan Fillion is. But yeah, because guy like so what? What is the age gap between Superman? Then I don't yeah. know how old David is. Um, David Corn Sweat, I think, is early thirties. And he looks like he's in his twenties. Yeah. To me. And so what? And so I think my issue is, guy being older. What the fuck does that mean? Like he's like he he was the second Green Lantern. I had this in my notes. Uh, he was he was introduced in 1968, um, but he kind of dropped off the map, and they brought him back after introducing John Stewart, and he was kind of revamped by Steve Englehart and Joe Stat- uh, Staten. Um, if you want to really bleak look into the comics as actors are looking to go on strike and writers are on strike uh i think it was steve Englehart, one of the creator one of the people that revamped guy they're like yeah guy Gardner was a nobody we took him we took him brought him back made him kind of like the jingoistic blowhard that he is and i regret it because now they use him in everything and we don't get a cent of that because we didn't create him um eh. <laughs> um yeah. but does that mean does that mean Guy is the first human Green Lantern? Does that mean Hal's already active but older? Does that mean has 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 Guy been more I wanted, been active longer than Superman? Because I don't like any of those scenarios. <laughs> I wanted Hal and John. Yeah, and you wanted Kyle. I want Kyle, and that's I, I, truthfully part of me is kind of like I wish it, Nathan Fillion was Hal, because then you can say, listen, Hal's older. He's been active for a while. We're going to focus on John or Kyle right. or Guy or, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I don't know. What is this? Did one of my questions, though? Can, can we go back for a second? Please. To the how did this happen? I know it's just yes. speculation, but what is your, do you believe that he auditioned for this? Do you believe no. they picked Guy and then they picked him? 
or like in what order did things happen and how I how think, and how I think it's definitely uh James Gunn saying I want my friend Nathan in this people have been fan casting with Green Lantern for years but I have different plans for, I've been I've been told specifically Hal has to be our boy so I'm going to cast him as guy cuz this is probably just going to be a cameo Okay so you think it's a cameo Yes So you think the guy is just going to be a cameo I think so spoiler and we're not going to see him in other movies in the future. We'll see him in other movies. We'll see him because okay. they're talking about the Landon show. We'll see him in other movies, but that is one of my concerns with this is I think when we first talked about it, I have loved James Gunn's DC output, the suicide mm -hmm. squad peacemaker loved. I was a little concerned with him doing Superman because it's like, I would, if James Gunn is willing to change up his style to meet Superman where Superman's at down. If he's going to change Superman to match his voice, concerns. And what I'm seeing from this list is James Gunn has obviously uh, done really well on the superhero medium by having a group of weirdos. And so I see him turning Superman into a group of weirdos movie. Right. Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. And I don't, not saying it could be great, but I don't love the vibe I'm getting. I don't like, this is like, wait, this is not, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I'm not ups I'm not upset with this casting. I'm not pissed with this casting. I was more sh surprised than anything and curious about what this ends up looking like. It was not a natural fit. Yeah. So moving forward, because we'll we'll, we'll uh, take a look. Um, uh, well, you know, we'll unpack it uh, all of it later. We also got. We'll just go through these. We got. Um, uh, Is Isabella Merced um, as Hot Girl. She's been in stuff like uh, uh, Door of the Explorer, Transformers Last Night, Sicario, Insta Family. And she's also in the new Madam Web movie that's coming out. We got um, Edie Gathigi. I hope I pronounced that right. As Mr. Terrific. Uh, people probably know him best as uh, Darwin in First Class. But I looked up his IMDb. He's been in a ton of stuff. And then the last piece snuck it in last minute just today. We just got it hot off, hot off the presses. Uh, Anthony Kerrigan. Uh, Noho Hank from Barry is playing Metamorpho. Do I like this casting? Yes. Is it exciting that Metamorpho is going to be in a movie? Totally. Do I? We've barely, we've barely gotten any Superman characters in a Superman movie. Roxy, we've never gotten Bizarro. We've never gotten Metallo. We've never gotten Brainiac. We've never gotten. And it's like, we're making room for fucking Metamorpho. What, what's happening right now? <laughs> I think that you should have watched all of Gotham. <laughs> okay. He, he so even though we love him as Noah Hank, for years he was Victor's ass on um Gotham. Yeah. And so I'm excited because like keeping him in the DC fam. Yeah, totally. And, and think he's amazing. I hear what you're saying. Uh I was more interested by these casting announcements because it was announcing characters than than the cast if that makes any sense yeah like i was like okay so what do you think that hawk girl's role in the new like what are we calling it gunverse i mean if, technically it's dcu that is the okay, new, the new dcu yeah. like what do we think all these characters roles are like if you think that if you think that guy gardner is a cameo in this do you think Hawk Girl is a cameo? 
Well, here's my thought. I, I feel like what we're building towards is that the Justice League is already active in this universe. And we're going to, and this, these are the Justice League members we're going to see. But I don't know that I like that idea. And, and, and you think they're going to have him be in his 30s and the Justice League is active? And do you think that they're going to have a Lois that already has clocked him and is married to him? Like, do you think him and Rachel Brosnahan are already well on their way? I feel like, I mean, yes, I do think that's possible. Again, I don't, and it doesn't matter what I think. I'm not the one making it, but it's not like, I just want a good Superman movie, man. I don't need. <laughs> right. We just did do- just do that with Superman and Lois though. You know, we didn't introduce them to each other like that. We like jumped straight in with their family. So. And we're going to talk about this and what we're into, but there's a new animated series, My Adventures with Superman, and they're doing the Lois and Clark thing so well. It's so good. Oh man, and it's I don't know what. I, let me let me ask you. I've been I've uh, made a lot of points about what, how I'm not feeling this. What would you like? Would you like that to be? Superman and Lois are already together. We're off to the races. I've told you what I want that is not going to happen, which is that we start with him coming into work, and we see that she already like kind of whatever. It's maybe his her first day or his first day. And then she sees him as Superman and is like, Clark, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And like immediately clocks it and is yeah. like, and we see how brilliant and smart of a journalist she is and how she's not fooled by a pair of glasses. Yeah. That's what I legitimately want the start of the movie to be. Yeah. The very first scene. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Inciting incident, 10 pages in. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I did really like that in the show. We kind of just like jumped in and they have kids and they're like, off to the races. I don't mind the fact that the, if the Justice League is already in full swing, um, I will have questions. And I don't know that these characters are big enough. Like, you know, Hawkgirl, you're gonna have some. You're gonna have some explaining to do. Yeah. She's not a self-explanatory character. Um, uh, yeah, especially since we just had a Hawkman. Last fall in Black Adam, like is he still around? I I genuinely feel like we had a hot girl in whatever that didn't work for most people at all. Titans. Oh no! In Legends. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was a really good. Whatever her actress Kira, she was. I thought she was so adorable and really good, but. People did not like that storyline. They did not like the Hawk people. I just feel like it feels like he's pulling a lot from Justice League International, which was a more uh, team of goofballs and a little bit more comedy centric. And it's like, yeah, just make that movie, man. There wasn't a Supergirl announcement, though. There wasn't. Well, it's the thing is there's not super like who's the villain. And if it's not Brainiac, what are we doing? (laughs) We've had super movies since the 70s in this movie. No, she's not going to be. You need to let it go. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that you know that. I don't know that, but I do feel confident about it. I am a little worried about that. I'm not, I like everything Gunn has done has proved to me that he can handle things. So I'm none of this is too concerning to me. But the one of the reasons that I do think that Justice League didn't work and that BVS didn't work is that like I do think that characters really do need their own introduction. And of all of the characters from the Snyderverse, the only one who did get their own introduction was Superman. Yeah. 
And I think there was really very few characters in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think actually, despite whether Man of Steel worked for you or didn't, a lot of people's favorite character in the Justice League was Henry Cavill's Superman. Yeah. So I do think you don't want to overload our the Superman movie. That will not be good. Yeah, and I but, also think like Metamorpho is not an easy sell. I could see like he's a complicated character to like explain. Um, uh, but I could see maybe there's a situation where he starts as an antagonist, and because t- traditionally Metamorpho is a hero, um, and maybe Superman wins him over. But it's also like <sighs> instead of Metallo, instead of Brainiac, I don't want. <sighs> God damn it! I just want to fucking. I think he's the main villain. No, I don't know, Roxy. I don't know. But like a, the brain villain sh- needs to be Brainiac. He needs to be. We've had, since the 70s, we've been making Superman movies and not one of them has he fought Brainiac. His hierarchy is Lex Luthor and then Brainiac. We haven't even gotten to Brainiac. And don't do this bullshit where it's like, we're going to save Lex Luthor for another movie. Put him in there. Super- Lex Luthor is part of a supporting oh, cast, all right? We, have we not announced that we're definitely going to have a Lex Luthor? I feel like with all of the I don't- Lex talk. I was just figuring. No, I don't think it's been confirmed whether he's going to be in it or not. I just want to just do a Superman. There's so many things Superman movies have never done. And we're jumping into all these Justice League characters. Ah, Whatever. Um, Where's your excitement level at for this movie, Roxy? It's so hard with the current landscape of the entertainment industry to be excited about anything. Yes, true. Good point. Um, on, and on top of that, it's I don't think any of this casting. My most excitement with this movie comes from Rachel Brosnahan. Gotcha. That's fair. I think she's perfectly cast. And that's saying something because you're not a Lois Lane fan. Right. That yeah. And that's wild. I want to see yeah. what she can do. Totally. Um, I, w- I was very excited until these announcements. Now I'm a little worried. And it m- yeah. might just be feeling burned from... Flash did this. Black Adam did this. Like, hey, look at all these Justice League characters in the movie, and it's like maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. Maybe just focus on your guy <laughs> and his world, and maybe don't crowd it up with other team. We don't need to lay the groundwork for all the team crossover shit just yet. Yeah. Um, but you know, long, long, we got a while to wait. We got a whole potential strike to get through, multiple strikes to get through. Uh, and listen, if you want to follow us. You can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. Roxy, where can the kids follow you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can follow this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. And we will see you all 